Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. delicately curated long-form and short-form discussion of the Mandalorian brought to you in weekly increments by loquacious set soothing voices of your host Jake okay Riley there we go second time's the charm and me it's Jasmine hi this is our second take so far that was a different flute sample than the first time <laughs> oh. whoa well Easter egg for only us Yep. Uh, and at the very top of this episode, obviously, spoiler alert, spoilers everywhere, play the song one more time. There's a spoiler alert up in here, so close your ears if you don't want to hear the spoiler alert. If we sound like we're rushing through everything, it's because we already did this intro once. Yeah, and, and I'm going to say... Some audio issues. It might be worth our time to do this every time, because boy, were you on it with the sound drops the second time. That was just amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, even the Annihilation sound was there. Uh, Because this episode annihilated our friggin' brains. Wow, Boba Fett's in it. (laughs) Boba Fett's in it. Spoiler alert up in here. Spoiler alert up in here. Boba Fett's in it. You know, by the uh, time you get to the end of this episode, it, it feels like a million years since you saw just a like the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda checking out a Gamorrean fight. I yeah, it's like that beginning is so strong. It's wonderful. I love seeing this weird world, and I love seeing uh, Gamorreans like straight up wrestle each other. <laughs> yes, WWE style. I had to do like a couple takes. Was it? Was it just people painted green or someone in a costume? Oh, 100% people in, like, rubber Gamorrean costumes. Okay. Yeah, they were Gamor- full Gamorrean. It was like they, full like, pig boys. dusted off the ones from Return of the Jedi. They seemed a little skinnier than the Return of the Jedi ones. Well, that's but, why you know, I They did. They did. Athletes, they seemed more fit. So, you know. Uh, they're yeah, athletes. They're, yeah, they're athlete, athletes, as old people say. Um... <laughs> But no, that beginning is so great. Millennials are destroying the athletes industry. <laughs> Millennials are destroying athletes. Saying athletes. Um, John Leguizamo, I found out, is that guy. Get out of town. He's the like Cyclops guy? He's the Cyclops guy. Oh, that I voice was so familiar. <laughs> it was so familiar, and at first I thought they almost got Horatio Sands again. and I thought, <laughs> I thought it was Mark yeah, Hamill. Uh, well, I'm like I'm into them getting Horatio Sands to be the first like speaking character of each season, who then get like dies in the first five minutes. That would be incredible <laughs> if that was true. I I thought that he was the bartender at the cantina <laughs> at first. I was like, oh, it's Horatio Sands again. I just I like yeah, that we at yeah. least think that Horatio is there for the first episode. For, forever, we're always going to think that. I just want the spirit Horatio of Sands. Sands. Yeah, you gotta have the sand spirit. I don't want to be sand's spirit. I want the spirit of sands. <laughs> yes. Hey, true. speaking of sands, Tatooine. Oh, Tatooine. I don't know. But uh, I actually do want to talk about this opening scene, because this planet ruled. What was it? I thought it was, like, I don't think Nar they Shaddaa. ever said. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think it was. Said. I don't think I, it was city enough to be Nar Shaddaa. It seemed like in the distance, like, the big spires you saw hinted at, like, a much bigger area, but... Chelsea's first thought was like maybe it was somewhere on Corellia, which is possible. But I don't know. Oh, I don't know if it was vibe. like a real. I don't know if it was a real or real. It wasn't a real place. <laughs> it wasn't real. It was a dream. It was a dream place. But no, I don't know if it was an established place. It was just kind of like, who cares? We're Corellia. Here. Would, it probably the point is who cares. But it also would kind of work because Corellia and Solo had those dogs. Yeah, we really saw them during the day. But the sunlight affected certain things. That kind of works. Mm-hmm. Could be. I but also had the thought, very, cool. very prominent display of graffiti. Are we, is this a Sabine hint? Oh, I didn't see it. Yeah, there's, there's a, graffiti all over that 
town in the beginning. Yeah, um, there's like a big close up, like kind of like a tracking shot, like a baby Yoda, like looking at all the graffiti. It was very cool seeing graffiti in Orabesh. Uh, oh yes. Like I don't know, it was just, we've seen Sabine do graffiti, but there's something about live action graffiti that I just looked at it. I'm like, oh yeah, we've never really seen something like this in Star Wars. Like even when you go to the dirty towns on Tatooine or wherever, there's not like vandalism. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It was like, kind of cool, cool to see that. In the movie, is it's like, well, if something's dirty, that means that there's dirt on it. Mm-hmm. But this yeah. show, it gets it, and that's what we're really trying to say. We're trying to say this show is good. <laughs> it's so it's good. I thought good. that the the whole setup of like he goes to the wrestling match and everybody there is kind of in it to get the best car armor. That was so fun. And Baby yeah. Yoda recognizing what's going to happen and hiding in this little pod. I feel like this opening scene was pretty much what the trailer for season two was. I uh, know. Which is good because now we have no idea what's happening the rest of this season. Like the trailer seemed to be mostly from this episode, which is really awesome. That's true. Other than like the snow stuff. I mean, we've yeah, in like the, uh, what, like the freighter thing that they're on? Not the freighter. Yep. Yeah. But I feel that? like we saw a lot of him like on the speeder bike going through canyons and we saw the, True. the wrestling match and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. It's really good. I love seeing all these familiar aliens all over the place. Oh, yes. I'm glad you mentioned that. So we saw a bunch of familiar aliens from the original trilogy and prequels and stuff. Mm -hmm. And we also saw some sequel aliens. We saw a Bulio. There's a Bulio guy <laughs> in there. <laughs> I picked like out. This show listened to us and was like, oh, yeah, we can have all aliens from every era because they all still exist. Hashtag yes, all aliens. And it also yeah. heard me quoting Finn say, Bulio, good to see you. <laughs> Did he say that? That's it. That's I think that's Finn's opening line in the movie. Oh, wait, no, it's not. He talks about chess and he's like, Bulio, good to see you. I don't remember that. Is yeah. this from The Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, it is. Okay, I don't I remember, don't remember anything. Get out of here with this. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so we like very... Oh, I, I did think it was worth mentioning the fact that like... So he strings up John Leguizamo yeah. uh, and then has him brutally killed by the evil night mm -hmm. dogs. Yeah. So we're not... It's not like finding the child gave him a heart of gold and he now doesn't right. kill anybody <laughs> he's still it's pretty brutal yeah I, I like that he is um he is still like not moral i guess because you know a quote-unquote moral person wouldn't have left him to die like that but at the same time he's not immoral either because a as the episode goes on he could have just like killed Cobb, which we'll get to Cobb taking the armor and left them all in a lurch. But he's also still honorable enough that he's like, no, I need to help this town out. I mean, he's a Robin Hood type. He is going to yeah, help the people who need true. help. He's not going to help the people who are taking advantage of the people who need help. That is very true. And then again, later with Cobb, like even Cobb Vanth, Vanth Refrigeration is like, <laughs> hey, should we not do this in front of the literal baby? And... <laughs> Din Jaren is like, nah, he's seen worse. He's, he saw me just feed a guy to dogs. It's fine. <laughs> he sees violence every day. This is no problem. I see no reason to change my lifestyle right now. Zeke uh, was, was fist pumping when the Marshall guy showed up and he realized who he was. I, know, I knew Zeke, I knew Zeke <laughs> was going to love that point. I had a feeling when they, when they said they were going back to Tatooine, I'm like, okay, it's got to be him. Because I kept expecting Cobb to th show up in the first season, and he never did. Oh, so, yeah. Especially when they went to Tatooine that first time. And I thought, like, the guy who who looks at the assassin's body at the end of the gunslinger, um, I always, I thought, like, he could be Boba Fett, or he could be Cobb. And I'm guessing he was Boba Fett by the end of this episode. Yeah, I think they went out of their way to make sure that like the sound effects of the boots matched the end of that of the gunslinger. Yeah, 
and he's wearing like the same cape robe thing. Not and... to not to Brian Young yeah, but I kind of guessed it was going to be cop when I saw the Marshal was the title. I was like, oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. See, when I watched it this morning, it didn't have the title yet. It just was what? episode nine. So mm-hmm. I didn't even Same. see that it was the Marshal until I was done. Until what? oh well, it came up with the title card. Well, I don't watch that. You close your eyes. When yeah, that I close my eyes. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna start doing that because that could be a spoiler at the title. It's, yeah, it was, see, it would have been a spoiler. <laughs> like if the next episode is called "Baby Yoda's Dad," is <laughs> oh, big my spoiler. dad, then I would know exactly who it was. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. We're like, whoa, yeah, okay. I I want to talk about tattooing because that's the rest of the episode, but like. Going to the same port with Amy Sedaris, it should be acknowledged, John Favreau directed this episode, mm-hmm. and I think John Favreau's biggest strength is directing actors and getting really good performances out of them. I think that's what made the Iron Man movies he did so great, and I think that under she the direction- She was way better in this one. <laughs> yes! I felt yes. like she struck like the perfect tone. Like If, if for some I reason totally it felt agree. a little big- and almost as if Dave Filoni is used to directing cartoons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And was like, yeah, go definitely go way bigger with this performance. <laughs> Everybody in the episode, the gunslinger. Um, yeah. But this felt really good. And the humor worked and the pit droids were great. I just love seeing my boys out there. The pit droid we saw crew. Some, we saw some growth from Din where he's like, oh, let the droids do it. That I've was hung great. out with some good droids. So I like them now. How fun. How fun was that? And we saw mm-hmm. R5. We yeah. did see him. I wanted to try to... He got his motivator fixed. See, this stuff... What works about this show is it really works as just telling a really fun, visually interesting story. But if you're a total-based nerd like me, you get all these great references like but it's not in your face like stopping the action to show like hey do you see what the fun the the little nerdy reference yeah. we made yeah i mean that one could totally go over anyone's head and you just would never think about it uh it's not like it blew up again at the end of the scene and they're like oh <laughs> he's had that motivator problem forever you know they just like here's a droid he's got some damage right there you where he blew are up once. so That's all. right That's if this was directed by jj abrams or gareth edwards <laughs> or whatever that would have that yeah. would have been what happened like midway right. through showing the map he would have exploded again mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh also Another one that's a little more overt than that, but still not too super in your face, was Cobb's speeder, which is just Anakin's pod racer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, like it works from a story standpoint because I mean they gotta be side by side in speeders. So why not make it a fun reference if we're gonna be? Qui Gon sold it to somebody, and that person sold it to somebody, and you know stripped it for parts, and now it's a speeder. Cobb Vance, which sounds insane to say, it is not meant I to be spoken with the it. human tongue. I know. It's the worst. I'm just going to call him Cobb Vance because yeah. I'm not an insane person like Chuck Wendig um, <laughs> who doesn't read his work out loud. <laughs> um, I I think that I lost track of what I was originally going to say. Very good. Sounds right. <laughs> Jasmine, what do you have to say? Um, This episode was amazing and I cannot believe that there were so many KOTOR references throughout this oh, whole thing. Oh my god. I was also screaming about plot that for because plot. it was beautiful. It was plot for plot, a remake plot of plot. the Tatooine section on yes. in KOTOR. <laughs> I was <sighs> screaming when they got the pearl. At the end yes! I was like, okay, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I mean, it was amazing, but it made me think like, he's gonna have to come back for that pearl. Also, Otherwise, really he would just show that, that in the Bantha. background. Yeah, lots like, of really Banthas bad. died. Lots was... of Banthas were harmed in the making of this episode. <laughs> that is all, for sure. Almost all of them were harmed. I was going to say that this also kind of had to a... And then I to say something. Okay, and then maybe I can say another thing, and we can have okay. like, a conversation. I okay. was thinking, like, it kind of did a sequel trilogy here and really 
weirdly humanized the Tusken Raiders a lot, but then yeah. when the action started, just made them cannon fodder, and we never True. saw any humans yeah. die. So it kind of felt like uh, what are no, we saying? No, well, there were a couple. I think humans definitely got acid breathed. Yeah, oh, okay, for sure. Cool. I guess uh, uh, you guys are really keeping track of that kind of thing. Oh, I made sure to note every single human who died. <laughs> And but names? no, some some definitely more Tuscans died than humans for sure. Okay, uh, maybe it was but, just my but, imagination. But there were some humans who died. I, I, what good. I, with this show, I think yeah, good. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> what I think the show excels at is what you mentioned earlier, Jake, is the visual, uh, world building and storytelling. Like, we didn't need to see them pull the pearl out of the dragon, but. That just adds a lot of weird. It, it reminded me of um, season one with the Jawas and the egg. A hundred percent. Where it's just like it's this weird thing that we didn't need to see, but it just makes the world seem more real and lived in, even though yeah. it's something so fantastical. It, it still me... makes it feel more real. <laughs> it made me feel it's like, like are this, we? Sub- uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. It's like um, it, yeah, it's like this little world building trinket but it it doubles as a little like easter egg and it doesn't it like makes us that it's not like at a cringy level of you know shoving it into your face of like oh look we're referencing this thing it actually like it still fits in and if you're not going to you know if you don't know what that is that that's, that's totally fine it's just yeah you know explaining a little bit i guess or i don't know where i'm going with this jake talk no, that's that's totally right. I it did make me think like are we supposed to take away from this that every big creature has a weird egg inside yes. of it that the <laughs> natives of the desert want? <laughs> like what is this? Yes. But yes, which I every hope animal continu- has a pearl inside of it. <laughs> I mean, it's we're two for two at this point. One of them was hairy and one was smooth. I don't know why that was, but I, 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 I do like that in KOTOR, when you get the crate Dragon Pearl, you can put it in your lightsaber. Oh, <laughs> well, you can? Okay. Listen. Yeah. I forgot. This is what I was going to say. Are we setting up the need for, and Riley's going to hate this, the need for Mando to make a lightsaber to fight against no. the Darksaber at some point? If that happens, I will kill Be you, Jake, oh! because you suggested this. Yes, and you're wrong, Jake. If the Mandalorian okay. holds a he lightsaber during this lightsaber. show, I'll be so upset. What does he, he just? Need, I mean, he has Beskar. He doesn't need a lightsaber. He's got everything he needs. He's just gonna combat it with his arms. Yes, Jake. <laughs> yeah, Jake, or his flamethrower, or his jetpack. It's or a his sword fight, but one rockets. guy is just punching the other blade. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, Love it. Another Great. quick, Gasped like, and answered. <laughs> another quick world building thing. You see it for five seconds, and I, it just charmed me so much, and I loved it. Was seeing the Tuscans clean the Bantha's teeth with the gaffy stick. <laughs> oh, like, I missed that. Oh, it's just like when they go when they're at the camp when when Cobb and and Mando are at the camp with the Tuscans at night. In the beginning of that scene, one of the Tuscans is brushing the teeth of the Bantha, <laughs> like he's just cleaning his teeth out, like you know, like Chelsea cleans. Like brushes Hobbs' teeth. I thought you were gonna say it's just your like teeth. his pet. Yeah, <laughs> Chelsea brushes my teeth. I know. I was wondering, like, and first of all, now I'm thinking, wait, am I supposed to be brushing my cat's teeth every day? Technically, they say that. you're. They say you're supposed to, but you know. Oh, I figured if you know, you just give them food and water, then they they figure out a way to brush their own teeth. Yeah. Nah, I mean their teeth <laughs> do fall out eventually, but you know, whatever. As so do humans. So say we all. So say so we say all. We all. This is the anyway. way. Anyway, well, I clean wanted... your bra- brush your Bantha's teeth is what I'm trying to say. Maybe not your cats, but your Bantha for sure. Yeah. I want to talk about the fact, I mean, it is crazy that this little interstitial from a book from 2014 or whatever mm-hmm. it, like, is a major plot point in this hit television program. I love it. I, I haven't even read the Aftermath series, and I love it. The story group, when they're really involved, it seems like they have quite the long game. I mean, like, stuff, like, there's a ton of continuity in the comics and stuff, which I keep up with just 
like in a tertiary way. Like I don't read them. I just keep up with <laughs> whatever is happening. Um, but it just seems like whenever the story group's involved, you have this like really cool continuity that's very impressive. I I feel like that's going to increase this season because when you think of season one, Favreau says he came to Kathleen Kennedy with season one already written, and he's like, "This, I, hey, I want to make this," and they're like, "Okay, let's make this." Um, so season one has a lot of like uh, references and. It alludes to previous things, but it mostly alludes to the movies. Um, Agreed, yeah. Like, you have you have a, a Kowakian monkey lizard in a cage, and you have <laughs> right. other other things like that that are, that are going towards the movie. Well, season two was written by, I'm, a, I'm presuming the story group was more involved with season two, so I think we're going to get these weird connections where, like, he said, I want to do a Mandalorian show. And they're like, hey, season two, we have this guy wearing Boba Fett's army, ar- armor. Why don't you put him in? Yeah. And things like that, I feel like, are going to happen more and more. We have these things that could fit into your show if you yeah. wish it so. Yep. That's the... I'm, I'm, I'm assuming John Favreau did not read the Aftermath series. Maybe he did, but, you know. <laughs> I assume that's why he wrote The Mandalorian. <laughs> just, because, <laughs> just so he could get Cobb Vance. Because he worships yep. at the altar of Chuck Wendig. <laughs> I, <laughs> as um, do we all. I've I kind of um, it was said like when they were making Rogue One that uh, Gareth Edwards was like I really want this kind of like Che Guevara type character and he kind of described the kind of character he was wanting and the story group's like hey you know we already have this guy named Saw Gerrera that kind of sounds like what you're talking about and I'll bet you like Che Guevara honestly <laughs> I mean now that I'm saying it out loud it I can't believe I didn't think of it before but um. <laughs> Yeah, I I think that's probably what happens most often is like, hey, I want Boba Fett to be in this season. How do we do that? And like, well, we have this story about like how this other guy came across his armor. Mm -hmm. So I'll bet that's more how it happens as opposed to like the story group comes in. It's like, hey, by the way. Okay, but then also we just have, you know, Boba Fett. (laughs) That is true. How do we feel about the fact, by the way, I figured that at least Riley would not feel great about the fact that aside from the barkeep, there are zero aliens that reside yeah. in most Pelgo. Yeah. That was weird. The most Pelgo uh, of them all. Except the for the, Pelgo. yeah, the bartender. You said that though. But yeah, that, that was, I don't know if that's like a, maybe I, it can't be budget, right? I mean, the budget for the show is ridiculously no, high. I mean, you they can, had tons you of can aliens find masks. the first, place yeah that's true yeah i don't know why i don't There's know no why they make the decision related. no absolutely no way aliens are cool though and i think there should be more agreed just in just in real life yes love it when we can agree I, and i want to okay let's talk about this whole crate dragon thing you mean the plot of kotor 2 yes. kotor 1 let's talk about the plot of kotor 1 First of all, the Kray Dragon, visually incredible. Oh, yeah. And way different than it appears in any other thing ever. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I th- I was really confused as to what it I was supposed to be looking at. It didn't have arms and legs. That we saw. That we saw, I guess, but like... We only ever saw like, its head pop out. Yeah. But just like... Crate dragons have always had arms and legs. It's weird to me. This was more like a snake. I actually went back and I watched uh, a little bit of A New Hope, the scene where you see the big skeleton. Oh, yeah. That skeleton does not have arms and legs. It's just a big snake. I was so, going to say, I don't remember seeing arms and legs on that skeleton. No, but like yeah. in every video mm-hmm. game and comic and everything, they've always just looked like big Gila monsters. And so it was kind of weird that it didn't. But, you know. Whatever, I don't care. It was cool. Yeah, it basically looked accurate, except it just didn't have legs. Yeah. It's weird. And it it's had scary acid breath. Well, you think maybe it didn't have legs because that's where they ran into budget issues? <laughs> yeah, they didn't, they didn't have enough to, yeah. to CGI the legs. Yeah. The good news is we have more than enough to render this head. <laughs> Bad news. <laughs> Arms and legs are out of the question. Good news, we can afford two Gamorians. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but no legs on the Kray Dragon. And don't you dare put an alien in this town. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so the actual plot of a, of a mission in Knights of the Old Republic, the video game, is your main character has to team up with Tusken Raiders in order to defeat a crate dragon, and the way you do this is to lure out a bantha, and you have to plant explosives and blow up the crate dragon's belly. Yep. I mean, it's literally and then you this get episode. A <laughs> I mean, it's the same exact the thing. I just played this game. It's wonderful. It's so funny that they just, they're like, yeah, actually, that's a good mission. Let's just put that in the show. <laughs> you know, I, I respect it so much. Like, whenever there's a bad superhero movie, I think there's literally thousands of comics. There's no reason to ever have a bad story. You can just steal yeah. one that's already good. And I say... Do it for the TV shows. Fans you know what? who already know this stuff are going to think, oh, what a fun reference. And general I was audiences. cheering the whole time. I didn't yes, care. me too. I, every <laughs> step of the way, I was like, there's no way they're doing more of this. They are. It's great. It's wonderful. Keep going. Oh, it was amazing. Especially because it fails, and then you get to go off. Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. they didn't just blow it up, and then it's over. But they tried to blow it up. It didn't work. And then they have to go fly to the cliff and shoot at its face. And it is the coolest moment in mm-hmm. the entire episode when Cobb and Mando are flying. We haven't talked about Timothy Oliphant being great, being that really good. That was a, a beautiful big human. Like when he walks in, obviously, like he doesn't look like Boba Fett. He's tall and he's skinny, and it's like you know this isn't Looks Boba very Fett. Very funky. Yeah, it's if a guy read, who if you put the, his cosplay over his long sleeve T-shirt <laughs> they got from Amazon. I love that the armor f- f- looks weird and it fits badly because it would yes. because it's not his armor. It's great. It's really good. Uh, it's just kind of yeah, like, and then he, yeah. He took the helmet off, and I was just, like, completely floored. I'm like, oh, oh, this is great. I was so Speaking distracted. Vanth Refrigeration. Because, first of all, Vanth he's Refrigeration. In, he's in the office. He's in the office. He also it, is in the office. Is, yes. What in the it's world? It's all connected. I was going to say, with his, like, red bandana and his silver hair and goatee, he looks exactly like Revolver Ocelot from Metal Gear Solid. So oh, we a, were all thinking it, and I just, we just for my just for my for true MGS fans out there, just yeah. wanted to throw out that fan cast. But wow, he was great! I didn't know yeah. he was going to be in this season. I did not either. If that was announced ahead of time, I wasn't paying attention to anything Star Wars for a while. So, <laughs> yeah, I did not see it get announced, but they didn't I really did announce see. like guest stars for the first season. I don't think. Like, Not, I didn't know no. that Amy Sedaris was going to be in it and things like that, you know? So. Yeah. Now, they did announce that Tamura Morrison was going to be in the season. I don't know. Did they announce it or was that a leak? I don't remember. It, it wasn't a leak. It was like Access Hollywood. Okay. Or the Hollywood gotcha. Reporter. Um, gotcha. Put out like a press thing. But they did not say who would be playing. So I, I think a lot of people were like, oh, is he going to be Rex? He or is be he going to be Boba Fett? Yeah. And by the way, he could be both. He could be. Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, Rex could show up later. Who knows? There's going to be a scene where Mando has to shoot one of them. And they're going to be like, no, I'm the real one. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. But also, with one look, you knew that guy was Boba Fett. Oh, you know. Yeah, yo, he's definitely, definitely not Rex in that scene. No. I mean, you know he's Boba. The he Sarlacc juice has taken away his eyebrows and his hair, he and an he angry looks, boy. he looks angry <laughs> in that, like he wants his armor back. Mm-hmm. Although, no offense to Tamura Morrison, not too sure that armor is going to fit him anymore. Okay, wow, Riley, it. that helmet's not going to fit on it. that head. It's not going to fit on that head. <laughs> His head has gotten significantly larger. This is what happens to humans. As they get older, their heads explode. It's happening to me. I'm getting bigger. We're all getting bigger. We can talk about it. We can talk about it. This is the human condition. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. It's just like I'm interested to see what they do with him because they have an opportunity to make Boba Fett. I hate to say it. To make Boba Fett interesting. <laughs> oh, because Boba don't Fett, hate to say as, it. Boba Fett, as we have him in canon right now, 
not that interesting. He's got uh, some good stuff in Clone Wars, but he's he's, he's kind got some of good a, stuff in Clone Wars, but he's wait, kind of a kid. Adult Boba, we literally know nothing about. He shows up for two movies and he dies, and that's it. Um, so and he's not a Mandalorian, and he's not a real Mandalorian. Like he doesn't care about the helmet stuff. So how will you know? How will the Mandalorian and the other ones he finds? How will they treat him? You know, it's it's interesting. Does he even care about the armor anymore? I don't know. Good point. Right. I've got a, I've got an idea of what Boba Fett is in my head because I read like three books about him in the expanded universe. Yeah. But <laughs> those obviously don't count anymore. So who knows what Boba Fett is like? And I'm interested to see what they do with him. Good points. Maybe he loves also, to sing. Also, where's Dengar? I hope Dengar shows up. Hashtag where's Dengar. Hashtag where's Dengar. We're all thinking it. We're all thinking it. Getting more wraps for his head. Yeah, probably. Got to keep that wrapped up. <laughs> keep that bad boy wrapped up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, I I know what I wanted to talk about. I, I want to discuss just um, theories about like, what ex- where is this going? Like what I'm I don't know. I'm I'm a I'm a as... firm believer in uh these tweets you've been sharing in our Discord now and I think we're gonna get Ezra. I think it's I think it's the long con. I think I we're mean, getting Ezra. Listen. If uh, that would be that would be the twist of the season and is I, to have yeah. Ezra show up. I think it's gonna happen. Especially when they've been teasing Ahsoka. So I don't know. Why not just do a Rebels reunion right here, right here in the on Mandalorian? The show? Do it. Oh, I thought I you mean, meant Ahsoka on the show. and Ezra could totally be hanging out together. And guys, lest we forget, Luke is starting his academy like any day now. Uh, I don't think we're getting. This is what Luke. I don't think we're getting. I'm Luke. saying. Mm, I don't think we're like, getting Luke. I don't think we're gonna get. Well, I don't know. I don't think we're gonna get Luke. We're not getting Luke. That would be actually very shocking if they got a new actor to play Luke. Uh, We're not getting Luke. But if he starts his academy soon, that means that, like, he's the Mandalorian's going to hear about it. Like, I don't know. Jedi are coming back. It shouldn't be that hard to find new Jedi to throw Baby Yoda onto. Okay, I, I kind of lost track of the reason why he needed this other set of Mandalorian armor. I it's his could... obligation. Yeah, that's but just why, another... though? Um, because only Mandalorians Honor, are supposed to have that armor. Integrity. So he's, but why it's would about it... the principle. <laughs> yeah. But why can't he just go to his, like, to wherever the other Mandalorians are and be like, hey, sorry, I can't find uh, that other guy. Jake, would you like it if someone came into your house and took your suit and started uh, wearing it all the time? Wouldn't you want I to have take no that way suit of back? knowing. <laughs> all my suits are so generic. There'd be no <laughs> way of knowing if somebody else okay, was wearing mind. the same one. But once you found out, it yeah. would be your duty and obligation to kill the person wearing your suit. <laughs> or, counterpoint, and what actually, if someone it's not your suit. To, it's like yes. your brother's suit. What if suit? somebody went into your brother's house, <laughs> stole your brother's suit, and then you found See? out about it? Aren't you obligated to get that suit back? You're obligated to murder the person wearing the suit. <laughs> Okay, well, Christina just put forth something that made way more sense, was that he was looking for another Mandalorian to help him, and had heard about another Mandalorian. Well, yeah, that's how it started. Yeah, I didn't know you were confused about that part. I was confused about all of it. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, no. And he was looking for Mandalorians. By the way. Why were they flying? How are they doing that? That, You can't do that in They have jetpacks. In space? What are you talking about? You can't fly around. (laughs) Jake. 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 And you Jake. see all those stars. Jake. <laughs> what a long sound drop. <laughs> <laughs> this one's even longer. No, Jake, you're being silly. Yes, I so was being the silly. reason he he talks to the Cyclops and the Cyclops is like, oh, there's I heard there's a Mandalorian on Tatooine. So he goes to Tatooine, turns out not a Mandalorian, just someone wearing the armor, and then he's he's honor-bound 
to take the armor back because only Mandalorians can wear that armor, according to his creed. Could have been something so, I asked up top, but saved it could for have been. minute, you know, 40. <laughs> yep. That's the Grand Moff talking way. I'll tell you what, another thing worth bringing up is the fact that Baby Yoda didn't do anything in this episode. He sure sat in a giant pot, though, and it was cute. Everything he, he did was cute, in a pot. that's for sure. He sat in a pot, and we saw some, like, reaction faces, and that's about all we had of Baby Yoda. But he was, he was very, very cute, cute he just enjoying his, the job. ride on the speeder. Yeah. Jake, I don't, do I don't think we're going to get a lot from and, Baby Yoda for a while. He's just yeah, along do you want to repeat ride. what you said, Jake, in... in um, our Discord. Okay. What I how said I was, right. was I never said that. <laughs> never said never. that. But I did imply it by agreeing with you <laughs> because I <laughs> I said that this may be the best episode of the show yet, and I don't know what that says about Baby Yoda. Yeah. The fact that the I've got had so little think? to do with it. I guess I I've only watched the first season once. I so I don't have a fresh memory of all the episodes, but I just rewatched the first season yesterday. Ah. And um yes, I it, for me it, it could be cuz this is fresh and new. This and that is, was probably my third time going through the first now season. Now hold but, up. This yeah. is also a 4-hour episode. That so is true. So I feel true. like that this, you, this the it's longest. kind of unfair to compare this to a single episode. Of yeah, all right. Uh, but I still think it's like I don't know. I mean, if the you were to take, think if is... you were to take the heist or whatever and draw it out for an hour, maybe that yeah. would have been the best episode of any show ever made. But you know, they had to condense it down to twenty five minutes or something. If they took this episode and condensed it down to twenty five minutes, I don't think it would have been as good. True, um, but. I- I, I think they I, are around 35 to 45 minutes in that first season. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but I agree. Like, and, and I think that the extra length was good. And it, the story justified it this time. I would say that I did not need 10 to 15 more minutes of the gunslinger. Um, no, for sure. That particular episode. But, you know, the one where they're breaking into the uh, New Republic prison. Give me two hours of that which also not a very heavy baby yoda episode just gonna point that out he gets to do stuff though with the baby force yoda is here to be cute and to give mando a motivation that is it and to yeah. give kids something to latch on to That's true. i guess i don't i mean i think and, if uh, as a kid you would just enjoy I think the a, show i think adults mo- yes. enjoy baby yoda more than kids i think you're absolutely right as i said that i was like Wait, i am no, i think as a 100% kid i wouldn't even buying a baby yoda plushie now like yeah baby yoda is made for adults who have not matured which is thank us. you mean yeah good, good thing wow <laughs> good thing he's there <laughs> no i mean it, it's you jasmine but oh. it's also me and jake oh. and everyone who watches this show apparently oh, so. okay uh yeah i here like i've said it before my hot take is the show might possibly maybe be better without Baby Yoda, even though Baby Yoda is one of the greatest things to ever exist. But if you don't have Baby Yoda, you don't have the motivation for the Mando. No, then you just see him doing cool things. I disagree. That's not really a show. I like to do bounties because I like to do bounties because that's what I do. Yeah, I like seeing... Sounds like a bad show, Riley. Yeah, Riley. Instead of having this Robin Hood type character that we have now... We ha- we would just have this bounty hunter that just wants money. That's not as interesting. Yeah, there Baby wouldn't really Yoda be a heart of the show. Baby Yoda didn't make him Robin Hood. He saved Baby Yoda because he was already a Robin Hood. No, you're wrong about that. It's a bad take saw, and it's stupid and what a horrible show. He saw <laughs> a little baby in a crib for one second and didn't let the droid kill him. Like It wasn't like Baby Yoda had already convinced him to be a good guy. Okay, he was a good if guy. Baby Yoda had been any other baby species, uh, then it, does, it doesn't matter. Like it, That's the motivation of this show. So Baby Yoda stand, it holds a purpose. Like If we take he out does. Baby Yoda, we don't have anything. We just have a bounty yeah. hunter. Yeah, that actually sounds really cool to me. Oh my god. I no, love bounty hunters sucks. and they're that awesome. That sucks so hard. Just bounty hunters actually rule and they're cool. Bounty hunter bear says anything doing video game missions right. with zero okay, motivation. But we still get 
cool bounty hunter doing cool bounty hunter things, but also exactly. he's a good dad. And he has this cool motivation, and there's a heart of the show, and it's captured the hearts of millions. Yeah, shut up, Riley. Yeah, Riley's and it's gonna suck so when they bring bad. in the force. And it's gonna suck when they bring in the force mysticism. You don't stuff. know they're gonna like, have done you that since that. episode two you of the show. You dingbat. I just like. I just wanted one thing in my life that didn't have the force in it. You can't That's all do I it. Wanted. You can't do one it. One thing. You, you can have solo. Do it. Just watch Solo yeah, over and over again and skip over <laughs> the Darth you. Maul scene. <laughs> yeah, I'll stop right before the Darth Maul scene. <laughs> I get what you mean, but no, this is what makes the show what it is. This relationship between show, if you don't have it, yeah, yeah, but I don't. Is that bad? I don't know. I just want a show without the force in it. One show. What you're describing is a show that would not have gotten a second season and would not have been nominated for Emmys and would not be. It would not have refused Star Wars fans to say that. Who doesn't like the Force? Okay, like, but it's, it's not insane, insane to say, say that. that this show isn't good if there's no Force in it. That's just no, crazy. it's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you can that... have this baby be a normal baby and not be a Force baby, and it would like I don't know. The Force isn't what, but gave that's this not show what you're saying. Emmy. You're not saying I just wish this was a show with a normal baby. You're saying I wish there wasn't a baby, you're and I wish you it wish was Baby just... Yoda was dead. <laughs> But also, okay, let me change it. I wish Baby Yoda didn't have the Force. There, are you guys happy? No, it's less interesting. I just burped it's less into the inter- mic because I got bored. Not true. The Force is boring. No, it's had not. Enough of it. Riley, we've been over this. There is no Star Wars without the Force. It would the just Force be a floppy what ma- puppet. What would it be doing? There's so much Star Wars without the Force. Riley. It's just all in the expanded universe I know. now. Riley. The thing that makes this interesting is this really utilitarian adult guy and this tiny little mystical creature that has a completely different skill set than him. So if it was Mm. just a baby who, I don't know, could be trained to use a gun at some point, I think it would just (laughs) be lame. Eh. We will agree to disagree. No, I won't even do that. Look, I <laughs> like a little force in my Star Wars, okay? I can't. Give me a little bit it. of force. I'm not saying it always has to be not there, force, but it's making this bit. show better. This party's over. God. <laughs> well, I can't say any more after that. <laughs> yeah, the party's over. <laughs> the party's over. What more can you say? What else do we have to say about this episode? It was oh, good. man. I feel like there's something big that we're missing that we didn't talk about, but. Uh, Boba Fett's in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think we talked about that. <laughs> I love the big Western vibes. I think what works... This definitely was the most Western so far. Yeah. I love that we're using tropes and imagery from different oh, genres. Did I read on Twitter that... Um, uh, what's his name? The, the, the Mandalorian actor. Um, he's Pedro Pascal? Pedro Pascal, yes. That he is actually doing the Sand People voices... Like he, that is oh, him. That's cool. That I is think... what I wanted to bring up. I wanted yes. to say, wouldn't, wouldn't it be amazing if that was really happening? But you're saying that is happening. I I think I read that on Twitter. Don't quote me on it. But it I... definitely sounded like a human making the noises. Yeah. it didn't that's sound great. like. I think it was actually him doing on. that. Yeah. And the, okay, so... the sign language, or if it wasn't sign, whatever hand language they were using. I don't know if it was actually mm-hmm. ASL or not, but. MJ in our Discord did uh, post uh, an article that one of the the Tuscans actors is deaf and helped create that sign language Dude, in the so show. Cool. So oh, that's, that's awesome! Cool. I thought yeah. that added a lot to it. That it, it wasn't. Did, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I also wrote down a quote that uh, Cobb says at one point. He says, "I guess sometimes both suns shine on a womp rat's tail." <laughs> yeah, what? it does. That was wonderfully Star Wars. That was a new Jedi Order quote, if I've ever heard one. <laughs> that is absolutely right. But it just sounded kind of folksy. It sounded like the kind yeah. of thing of you know you'd hear in a Western. A cowboy would say. It's mm-hmm. weird when you hear like a Jedi say stuff like that. Yes, then no, that's it when work. it tends to not work in the EU. 
Yeah. But it Timothy works if you have an actual cowboy saying it, then it then it works. Confirmed actual cowboy, Timothy Elephant. When you have Anakin Solo saying it, it just doesn't hit right. <laughs> and it was weird that it was like his actual catchphrase, and he said it almost every page of those books. Yeah, he said it all the time. <laughs> well, I don't know if I have anything more to say other than... I think we covered it. It's I have no idea where this start. season is going. I don't know. Yeah. I don't uh, know how I mean, Boba Fett's going to be implemented at all. Me neither. Yeah, we don't know about Boba Fett. We know he's going to find some Force users. I'm presuming he's going to find some more Mandalorians along the way. Uh, yeah, we heard the armorer in the trailers. Eventually, he's going to fight... A moth. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yes. We didn't see I mean, any of moth. that's going to happen. Gideon. I assumed that that was moth Gideon at the end at first before he turned yeah. around. Mm. I was like, One oh. cool thing I do want to say, Jake, you're going to love this. Oh, good. Um, we got a cool flashback of oh. Tatooine post-second Death Star that's bullet, exactly oh, yeah. which was very what cool. I was thinking of, I feel like this really opens up the possibility of seeing like the downfall of the empire from like different angles. Yeah. Yeah. And the mining guild or whatever. What great costumes. That was and a great was looking great guild. costume. Great to see uh Bob like Boba Fett's backpack use its missile. <laughs> it's always there. It's always been a threat and we've never seen that missile get used. So it was great to About see time. that happen. Also very yeah. good that Mando was able to immediately take out his backpack by nudging it slightly. <laughs> yeah. <time>. Yes. <laughs> I mean, hey, there's a faulty backpack. It's canon. <laughs> I like how he said, make sure they know I, I'm not the one who broke that. That <laughs> was very <laughs> good. I broke that. That was very, very good. Uh, perfect. Good. Also, yeah, he totally just went inside the crate and blew it up. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. He got swallowed oh, by a great. crate dragon. That's the so, best way to. That was awesome. That's the best way to kill. And he was covered beast. in the goop. He was covered mm-hmm. in the goop. Thankfully, the Beskar is immune to acid and goop. Crate dragon acid, unlike human flesh and Tusken Raider <laughs> they, flesh. They thought ahead with that one. They thought, hey, you know what? If we ever encounter a crate dragon, let's make this stuff <laughs> impervious to the stomach acid. I thought it's that was kind of gross how quickly the Tuscans just disappear when they get the acid on them. I was it's genuinely just like, shocked. I was shocked yeah. when that happened, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> gross, but awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, also, why was he taking a huge chunk of meat with him? I don't know. Was it Wait, to what's feed happening? Yoda? Was it to feed Baby Yoda? I don't know. Mando, at the end, he takes a huge chunk of crate Dragon, and he yeah. just has it on his speeder bike. Oh, I don't even remember that. I think it's for, you know, I think it's for the, the child. I guess. It's just like, he's going to cook it up <laughs> in, the, in the ship. Yeah. These guys yeah. need to eat. You got a growing boy. I can't he's imagine. for two. I can't imagine it tastes any good. That's just like all muscle, gristly, can't be that much fat on it. I don't know. No. You never know until you try it. Well, I'd be glad to try some crate Dragon. Too bad to that Disney Edge. World is go close forever. <laughs> we were on the same page with that one. <laughs> <laughs> they, oh, I hope they do add new recipes. I'm sure they will. I bet you as soon as they reopen, you can get a crate Dragon Pearl necklace. Mm. I'll take 20. <laughs> that would be kind of heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Life size is the size of like, your Life head. Size. It's just one pearl, and your head is down on the ground because it's too heavy. <laughs> one pearl attached to a chain. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. Well, that was good. We did it. Yeah. Great what episode. What a good episode. I give it a three Four plus. Episode. Yeah. Three plus. It's be great. Yeah. We don't the secret four is yet to come, sale, in my so. opinion. But yeah, three plus. We've never had a secret four. Not episode, yet. Not for sure. yet. No. Maybe though. We'll see. Maybe a chef's kiss. Maybe, Maybe. a chef's kiss. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> Start the outro, because this outro is shorter. Okay, I don't remember what the outro is anyway, so... And I didn't know when it was going to go. So, anyway, this has been Delicately Curated Long Form... What? Discussion. Just kidding. Go. <laughs> of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga trailer, the modern fanatic brought to you lovingly in Weekly Angry Plays Equations of Studio Voices of your host, Jake. Hey, Jake. Hey, hey, hey. hey, Riley. That's me. <laughs> I'm Riley. And-
Jasmine. Goodbye. Ooh. Oh, big drop. Oh, we forgot to talk about Ludwig Gordon's score. That's what it was. It's good. It's really good. All the music was amazing. Oh, no, we didn't talk about the music. Songs when you talk about the music real quick. I'm letting it no do it naturally. Turn it down. Turn it <laughs> yeah. down. It it did it naturally. Ugh. Welcome to the bloopers where we talk about Ludwig Gorenson's music. Man, it was amazing. There was one particular sound drop that I thought was particularly striking. I think it's when everybody is gearing up and uh getting on Banthas to head to the crate dragon. Like there's really Great like thing. big melody. Yeah, that comes out. Oh, it's really good. And then really the, the music uh, during the Gamorian fight—that was a little funky, wasn't it? It, I thought, it was, was like some guitar, funky stuff. I think. Dang, it's so good. There was just. Jake, I'm disappointed you didn't make a crate fang joke even once. I thought about it so hard when I first saw this episode, and then it, it just immediately left my brain. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, music's good. So far, every episode has had the best music ever. Oh, man. Ever. It was fantastic. He was flexing. He was just flexing. There were so many different styles in this episode. I feel like there was one particular moment that felt really just like classic John Williams-y that mm. stood out amongst all the rest of it, but mm, is very good. Good. I might watch good, it again good, tonight. Good. I would recommend it. Right. That's good. good. Okay, that's it now. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Music's good. Bye. <laughs> Just kidding. Stirwares. Stirwares. George. Can we just do an hour of that? Uh, yeah, I'm good to go. I'm back, baby. Misa back. <laughs> you were on it. You were on it. I was on it. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I should have done this one. <laughs> oh my god. Also, you got really quiet. Yep, yeah, I, I. I don't know why. I'm, I'm watching the Reaper. I haven't touched my mic, and it just <laughs> dropped off. Yes, fear the Reaper. I said, Riley, you Did gave me some crappy equipment. Let me tell you. Yeah, that, yeah that's All why Riley's I bought fault. new stuff. <laughs> I know, All Riley's fault. and I tried to buy new stuff, and then you won't tell me what to buy because the thing I bought I didn't work. All right, I'll find something. <laughs> this uh, is just, like outrageously quiet. Just leave it. Yeah, okay, and wait. I guess I'll fix it. Okay, in post. here now the mic is on my mouth. Is this better? Yeah, that's better. Okay. Yeah, that's better. Well, let me know if it jumps up all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> we will both scream in pain if it does, so that's how you'll know. Really loud. We'll scream really, really <laughs> It shouldn't be that hard to find new Jedi to throw Baby Yoda onto. Yeah. Yeah. Why am I the only one talking? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was talking to Christina for a second. Oh, okay. And then I was maybe going to reprimand my cat. Mm, when they know full well to be quiet during the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You've told them many times. Don't you speak English? You have one of those little signs that lights up that says recording in progress, right? <laughs> yes, of course I do. <laughs> okay, good. It absolutely overtakes the apartment. <laughs> we turn that thing on. It's so much brighter than anything else. <laughs>